Super Talk Mississippi media production. What is Moondog? Moondog Makers and Bakers is not just a catering company. It's blended tradition with innovation and something familiar just done differently. To get a taste of what they're truly all about, you can order some awesome merch, crafted spice blends, or request catering for your very own event. MoondogMakersandBakers.com. I'm Steve Azar, and I'm on the other side of the microphone, meaning I'm asking the questions this time, and oh, have mercy for the airwaves. I spent 20 years in Music City, wrote and made some hits, traveled the world, and then moved my family back to the birthplace of American music and where the magnolia trees prosper. And now every time I put my feet on Mississippi soil, when I'm off the road, well, I'm at peace. On this show, it's all about hearing the stories straight from the mouths of the friends I've made along the way, their journey to success. Heck, there might be someone on, I don't even know, but you know how us Mississippi types are. We tend to take well to new company. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them. I'm Steve Azar. It's just like that muddy river moving slow. Ain't no worries, it's how life goes. In a Mississippi minute. That's right. Hey, hey, my guest today, I was on the set of his debut video. Uh, I was doing a cameo, which means either he knew my music and personally requested me being there, or his publicist and a record label head of creative just invited a bunch of artists. And there I was. And as I've gotten to know the man, I can't help but admire him for being one of the ones for doing things his way which is how I live and make music as well. Just be yourself and be honest, and the people will appreciate you a whole lot more for it. All the way from a golf professional to a country music star. Uh, obviously, I wanted to be that golfer too, but I just don't have the talent this guy does have. Please welcome Colt Ford. Hello, Colt. How are you, Steve? How you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for taking the time. Are you in Georgia? I am, man. I am in Georgia. Uh, and let me clarify a couple of things. Yes, I'm a fan of your music, have always been a fan of your music. <laughs> and I met you early on when I came to Nashville. And uh, you were one of the people that that was that has always been very, very nice and true and sincere to me. And I, I truly do appreciate that. Well, I appreciate it. Well, there's no other way to be to you. I mean, you're, you're a brother. And I, I just, I've loved watching your success. Um, you're, you're, you're pulling off things and I, and while you, I'm using that term loosely, pulling them off, you're working your tail off, but you're doing it with sincerity as well and honesty and people just are gravitating to what you do. To me, you're probably the first guy that really sort of embarked on your own thing as far as grabbing rap and grabbing country roots and tying them together. And I think there's been just so many other, uh, artists who followed and uh, and when I love it because when I listen back to your music and I listen to what's going on, either the Broco or whatever's going on, it just feels like it's gone through the grapevine. And then I listen back to your music and I'm going like, well, there was the beginning. Uh, you know, so how do you feel about listening to music that's copied a lot of who you are? Yeah, and it's and it's fine, and that's you know it's exciting and, and humbling at times for because there's been quite a few artists, some of the new artists that have had a lot of success that are friends of mine that have gone. You know, we didn't. No, we could make songs like that till we heard your music and and you know dirt road anthem which was on my first record that that really moved the needle and and, and jason aldean certainly took that and became right. the biggest song in his career and but at the time you know I, I wasn't trying to i wasn't trying to do anything or be anything special if that makes any sense i was just trying to make music that felt good to me and felt right to me and 
if you look back in the history of country music, and I know you know it well, and I get frustrated sometimes with some people because they're like, oh, you did that. I'm like, man, I didn't create this. I mean, recitation, talking records have been around before the term rap was ever invented. Right. So, I mean, if you go back to like Smoke, 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 That Cigarette by Tex Williams or Hot Rod Lincoln, I mean, you know, Johnny Cat. I mean, it just goes on and on, really. You're right. I never, I never tried to be... People say the whole country rap thing. I never tried to be that. I just tried to be a country artist. That's all I've ever tried to be. A lot like Charlie Daniels, people like that. Like, and I've. I, it's been neat to see where where the music has grown. I don't know about all the titles that they like to give everything and whatever. I mean, you know, I, I just good songs are good songs to me, and I, I just I try to make music that means something to me. And it, it, it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but it is. For the most part, I've tried to be authentic and original and be myself, and you know I've worked hard to try to do that. Well, well, yeah, and 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 to to add on to that, I mean, country music's always been, always, always has been about the storytelling, and it doesn't matter how you tell that story, as long as it's told in like with just the utmost. Uh, coming from the depths of your soul and heart in an honest way, man. I'm just, and I think that when that happens, it only comes out one way, as far as living in this box. But uh, you know, I mean, everything's got genres and boxes and all this stuff. But for you to be honest, you had to be yourself. You take what you love and what you have been influenced by, and then when it comes out of you, it's got to come out how it needs to come out it can't be a repeat or a remake of exactly something else or you wouldn't be authentic it just wouldn't make sense and nobody who would you know there's there are plenty of artists that get away with it you you and i both know that i pride myself in the even the losses when i feel like that that was a song that i will be proud of for the rest of my life and i can take the beat down you know what i mean and 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 you and i don't always have victories in the scheme of things we've had plenty but but having victories in the scheme of things continuously, it's funny. I mean, some of my best music is sort of got beat up pretty good. I've been the same place where it's like you know, you're a songwriter, you're an artist, and we're the same in that respect. I mean, and you get done with stuff, and you go, man, this is really good. And then and then you know, some critics come along and go, well, we don't like this, so we won't play. <laughs> it's like, wow, I, you know. But at the end of the day, you just can't. You got to make music that feels good and means something to you. You can't worry about that. You've always done that. You've always, yeah. you know, you've built a fan base that's authentic and real. And and I've been lucky to do the same thing. It's, I get frustrated sometimes. I look at it, and go, man, I've sold a couple million records and all these downloads, but I've never had a song in the top forty. Sort of uh, uh, reminds me a little bit of Buffett. Um, and you look at Bob Seger, who I toured forever with. I, I think that those guys, you think that they've had 100 top tens or t- number ones, and they haven't. And you've had this success on your own terms, which to me, we're talking to Colt Ford, country music star on his own terms, and, uh, and grew up playing a lot of golf and playing it very, very well. Talk about the Jason Aldean, your big hit with Jason. This is what set him off. Also, the video that I think that we were on, when it, there ain't no trash in my trailer, right? Yeah, that was a, that was the I first video. That. I left there was, going, "Wow." <laughs> what was fun is, you know, again, so a lot of guys like you showed up. I like I said, I was a fan of yours from the beginning. You've been nice to me from the beginning. There was some obviously there was some intrigue with me with my golf background, and I think that even helped bring us a little closer together. Yeah. But you know, that video it's so funny to me. People go, "Man, how long did it take you to get all that stuff for that video?" I was like, "Everything in that video was on that piece of property when we got." <laughs> when we got there i mean it's like that was all there it was cool for you to be a part of it you know but 
Dirt Road Anthem, you know, Brantley Gilbert and I were just kind of getting started down here in Georgia, and the very first day we sat down to write a song together, I believe it was 2007 maybe, we we were working on my first album, Ride Through the Country, and, and he goes, man, listen to this, and he kind of started playing this guitar, the, the riff, and just kind of, and next thing you know, literally 30 minutes later, we had Dirt Road Anthem. I mean, I've written songs that were a hit like that that took no time, and I've spent months laboring on stuff that I don't even remember what it was. We we didn't know any better. Neither one of us had really been in Nashville very much, and we didn't know much about uh, the co-writing kind of stuff, and we just, you know, we were just buddies like brothers, and we... You know, it just came to us like this is what we like, and you know, I mean, it, and it and it just took off on this kind of underground thing with Brantley and I, and and became a huge song for me. And I remember, I think it was 2009, maybe I was opening for Jason a couple times, and it it had really he had really just started. You know, you knew like okay, he's about to be a superstar. I mean, and big green tractor, and you know, she's right. country. All of that had just it was really popping, and. I remember we got done over in Florence, South Carolina. We were sitting there after the show, and he goes, man, that's crazy to hear 10,000 people sing a song that ain't never been on the radio, and they knew every word. And I'm like, yeah, man, that is, that's nuts. He's like, man, I really like that. And his producer, Michael Knox, really had the vision to go, man, we really need to cut this song. I think this will take, take you to the next level, is what he told Jason. And at one point, Jason wasn't even sure he was going to do it because he called me and goes, man, I just can't do this like you do. And I said, you know, well, don't don't try to do it like me. Do it right. like you. I mean, and, and that happens, you know. I mean, I, I listen to your songs. I'm like, I start to try to sing like you. Well, I can't sing like you. No, I, I can't good. sing like you. We, we both know that. I mean, because we got, we, but, but as Jason, Jason sounds, you know, when you hear Jason on the radio, you know it's him. And right. when you hear you on the radio or, or live, whatever, and me, we all know it's 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 what it is. <laughs> so, uh, you know, we're talking to Colt Ford. So, Colt, so the the song blows up for Jason. You know, I remember when Chris Parr, who manages him, Chris was at CMT, and he's a good buddy of mine. Um, I I just I just was a fan of Chris, and when Chris told me about him, and he went over into Clarence Spaulding's. Uh, world and and Clarence obviously you had Brooks and Dunn and so many other ones went into that regime and they have just rocked it ever since. You know Jason's a good guy. The cool thing about that song, Steve, too, is obviously that song meant something to Brantley and I. I mean that was how that was our that was really we were just painting a picture of the way we grew up. Well, Jason's from Georgia too, not far from here where I'm from and Brantley's from. And you know not everybody you know there's a lot of great artists out there, but I don't think everybody could have pulled that song off. And right. and certainly had the guts to do it too, because at the time of doing that, you know, there was a lot of people that were like you're crazy. You know, about five million downloads later, he was crazy like a fox. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I love it. I'm hearing this is what I love about my interviews with my buddies. Uh, they, there's always noise in the background. I had Michael Waltrip playing golf with a ton of wind, and he finally fessed up that he was on the golf course, you know. And uh, and his whole interview took place with him playing a bunch of older guys. And now I'm loving it because you've got a kids movie on in the background. So what's going on there? Oh man, uh, it's spring break here. My six year old's running around here. My wife had to go to the dentist. So uh, yeah, I'm I'm just kind of holding things down here at the fort and uh you know it's always something luckily the dogs are being quiet so no, that's really all right i want noise we love noise here in mississippi uh we were with coat ford you're in a mississippi minute we will be right back i'm steve azar it's 
easier than ever to hear Super Talk anywhere. Now you can get Super Talk Mississippi on Amazon Alexa devices. Just go to supertalk.fm slash Alexa to find out more. For news, politics, sports, and the good things happening in Mississippi, the conversation starts here. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Chasing after that dollar like it'll slow down my hurry. Settle all my worries when I get it in my wallet. Quit dipping long enough to own a pair of jeans. They hey, I'm Steve Azar. You are in a Mississippi Minute. We are with my buddy Colt Ford. A really amazing entertainer. This is what I love about my man. Uh, we grew up playing live, man. I mean, it's what it's all I ever did, and and I'm sure pretty bad at it at some point. I know I was, and but you develop and you grow, and your songs eventually your songs meet up uh, with your live um, performance ability to uh, to uh, move people, and then when when they clash, great things happen. I want to go back before we talk about your live stuff, and I want to go back to your growing up days in golf because golf meant, I mean, I've gotten most of, if not all, my record deals on a golf course. I've gotten them, you know, I mean, golf was a big deal when I came to town. I'm glad you weren't there when I was there early because I looked like I, I looked like I was shining. But, man, thank goodness you weren't there. Take us back to your early days. I mean, you were on the tour. You, you played, you, you were a professional golfer. So let's go back to the beginning because I think that had a lot to do with your with your moxie, you know, in, in the music business. Maybe so, you know. I mean, golf, just because it's such a uh, it's such a it's it's a it's such a personal game, you know. I mean, you have to you have to be you're out there by yourself. There's no help, and and music a lot of times like that. When we're on stage, I mean, nobody can save me if I mess up the lyrics right. or whatever. You know, <laughs> like you're out there and you're you got to do it and. I, you know, it was something. Golf is. I, I played since I was young. I was lucky. I was a. I was a junior All American and grew up playing with guys that are still friends of mine, like Phil Mickelson and Jim Furyk, and and I was just, you know, but I always loved and did music too. And they they, they don't go together at all as far as the schedule goes because generally when it, when we go to bed and music is time, that's when we should be getting up. If you're playing golf for a living, so it's just a. It's been a very different and interesting life i get it that people people really look at it most, and they're so intrigued by it and they think it's so crazy but for me it doesn't feel that way because that's always been normal to me so i did i didn't know any different I, that was all i've ever known was to be was to, to do both so you know i just I, i've been blessed I, I played i was a college all-american i played golf at the university of georgia i went on to play professionally for 10 years but i never I could never cut music off, Steve. I mean, right. I, you know, people ask me, like, I, you know, I really didn't come to town until I was about 36 years old to Nashville. Yeah. And, you know, that's not, really the, that's not yeah. really the ideal time frame for what they're looking for. So I just, I was just too stubborn. I, I just too stubborn to quit. I mean, it was crazy and I knew it, but I, I just, I could never cut the music thing off. And, and it didn't it didn't make any difference to me. I just always wanted to be I always wanted to do it, and I tried and tried to be myself. I chased a lot of different things in music. What's well, so what you're gonna life. do? You're gonna do that because you 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 to find yourself. You have to do that. There's no way you're just gonna it's just gonna oh there I am. There's no way, man. You got to go through all these trials and tribulations, influences, all this stuff, and and that's just the way it is. Just so you'll know, I mean, a lot of my listeners know this by now, but they I don't think they knew before I started doing this radio show. Uh, we're talking to Colt Ford, who came to Nashville at 36. 
I was 37 when I don't have to be meat on Monday hit. So you got to realize I was older too. And I, I did the writing thing in town for about nine, 10 years before I had a hit. And it was, I mean, my, my career was touch and go from the age of 10. And so it was over. It started, it was over. It started, you know, a big college fa- uh, following uh, throughout the Southeast and some in the Southwest. And then it was over and it started. I mean, I'm telling you, it's so crazy but it was on the golf course that it all sort of happened. Or Jim Gallagher Jr. sending me to Nashville. I mean, it was like three golf moments that got me there. Now, it took 10 years to get it done afterwards. And if you'd have told me it had taken 10 years, maybe I would have, I would have taken it. But I really thought I was going to get it done in two months. And, um, and obviously, two months were stretched out. <laughs> so, well, so, you know, I mean, and that's the thing. I mean, and I keep trying to tell myself that because I'm not a guy that likes to sit around and go rah rah look what i've done to me i'm like every time I, i'm like i wish i could do i want to do more i want to have more success i mean i want to work harder and and it's been about 10 years for me now too and you know people uh, uh, there's a lot of stories like like you and blake who've gone you know they just kept doing it and finally it kicked in and i'm, I'm hope i still have that hope like okay maybe this next song is the one that you know that i'll get the chance to really be heard on radio but at the end of the day i've been really lucky like you to have real fans that have stuck with me from the beginning and you know just it's 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 a blessing to play music and I, I know you know I know you feel the same way to know that you can go out and do it for a living and just have so many fans that know all the words and tell you this song means something to you or means something to them and it's it's just such a it's such a great thing to be a part of well let me so so Colt that which so tell me um, so see, I just think you're on the path you have to be on. I think we're both on the path we have to be on. I feel like if we fit in so well, then probably wouldn't have worked out. And so that, I think that, that us being truly honest again, I know that word is wearing everybody out, but being real and authentic in who we are, good or bad, um, you know, uh, you know, that's the way it is. I feel like that your career path is on, you know, it's on the the way it needs to go down because i think what you're doing is you're developing these fans that are jumping in and going like they're warriors for you you know what i mean and so because they're warriors for you they're only multiplying they're not going anywhere because because you're always going to be good to them because i know you as a human being and i know how much you appreciate being up there and i've seen you with fans and you're amazing with them so i personally feel like your journey it's just sort of, it's, you've been on this plan, and it may not be what you've written on paper, but it's been in the ultimate plan. And so you just right. can't control it sometimes. Let's talk about your entertaining skills. I mean, have you, have, did you grow up playing a lot live? I mean, it's because it just seems really natural, and people in the audience immediately gravitate to it. And that's, that's to me, the tell-all, tell-all. Well, I, it is. I mean, I love live. I mean, I love seeing, I mean, to me, that's, the utmost importance and I was lucky coming into town meeting some guys like you and, and they were good to me and, and people like Jamie Johnson that was good to me and, and really told me like don't don't take any shortcuts with your music don't take any shortcuts with your band when you're standing up there put guys that can really play and and you know I just I, I don't know any other way to do it Steve I mean I, I just feel so lucky that they're out there listening and watching I just feel like I owe them every ounce I got I feel that is where I feel the most at home up there on that stage. I mean, I, I mean, it's where I'm supposed to be, and I agree. I mean, I think the path, however long it's taken or however it's led us both to where we are, I think it's just the way it's the way it's supposed to be. And uh, 
You know, there's times when you could sit back and complain or, you know, cry baby out and why does somebody else get it that way? And I, you know what? It just it is what it is and you gotta make the most out of the opportunities that you got. And I just love the live side of things, man. I mean it's just it's such a chance to put a smile on people's face and for them to see you know, I, I wanted to create a show and and we've played together obviously quite a few times, but I wanted to create a show that when people saw it, whether they knew me or not, when they got they might not go buy every record, but they at least they'd go and that was fun, and that guy gave me everything he had while I was up there, and I, I at least had a good time. Well, that, that's the key. I mean, to me, that is the key. And also, so, so everybody goes, they talk about, <clears throat> do you compete up there? Well, yeah, we do. I mean, it's like you compete with yourself, first of all. And, and you don't sit here and think about who's coming up or whatever. But there was a period of time when, you know, there was just certain acts that I don't think they liked me and I didn't love them. And, uh, and we'd go at each other, you know. And I think that the, the, the crowd was the benefit of it all because we sort of really worked hard. And uh, I just felt like they felt like I was the uh, like the devil and from Mississippi. And I felt like they were very soft. <laughs> so so we had a mutual understanding and it was a little bit fluffy for me to to watch. There, You know, so I had that in my my psyche. But I think the bottom line is this. I'd want you to have the last putt. And that's what your mentality is on that when you're playing on stage you want to make sure you drain that sucker because and when you do the crowd cheers we were Colt ford i'm steve azar you are inside a mississippi minute all 60 of them i don't know how many uh georgia minutes it would take to have a conversation but for me and my buddies it takes 60 of them uh colt so mississippi's the birthplace of american music i hate to tell you that and i know you're in no, georgia I, I know you love <laughs> i know and i love georgia i do i do i do but I, I do want you to play a DJ going into the break. Uh, and I'm going to give you two artists that you could choose from. It's going to be Sam Cooke or Jimmy Rogers. Sam Cooke. Sam Cooke. Any, any yeah. personal reason? Just, just love him? It's just, I don't know, the soulfulness of it. Uh, I don't know. I love the feel of that. Yeah, yeah, he's so amazing. There you go. All right, we're with uh, Colt Ford. And I am uh, Steve Azar. And you are in the Mississippi Minute. We'll be right back. Thank you. Into the rock and roll Here you find the young and old Twisting the night away Yeah, twisting, twisting man Everybody's feeling great They're twisting, twisting Yeah, twisting the night Feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Yes, I live in a single wide. To get up here, it takes a four-wheel drive. I got a motor hanging from a tree, a satellite dish. Hey, everybody, I'm Steve Azar on the downside. We're rolling downhill now in a Mississippi Minute. I'm having a blast with my buddy, Colt Ford. Uh, we are, he's a country music star by every uh, inch of the word star. All four letters stick very tall up into the sky as far as I'm concerned. And I don't even know what that meant, but there you go. I don't uh, know if it sounded really 
It didn't oh. sound sound good. I, I, there's we need to rewrite that a little bit, but uh, you know where I was heading. Hey, Colt. So you got some shoulder issues. So let everybody know. We'll give that moment. I know that you've been uh, maybe uh, going through some tough stuff, and we got you hooked up with my brother Freddie. So tell me what's going on, and and it's just years of uh, just uh, r- you know rotating that puppy. I guess it's years of kind of beating it up. I got a couple of small tears in my labrum and some bone spars in my left shoulder, and. The good news is it does not hurt when I fling a golf club, hmm. uh, which is awesome. It just there's certain motions that absolutely take my breath away, and it doesn't ache every day. So I I don't think about it, and then all of a sudden I make that motion, and it almost makes me want to throw up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, your brother is is one of the best uh, best surgeons there in the in the country, and uh, uh, you hooked me up with him, and I, I, he should have actually got. I sent him some MRI stuff for him to look at. Uh, he should have that probably uh, probably today. So I'm going to see. He said he's going to really try to figure out a way to not do surgery, which would be awesome for yeah. me. Uh, so uh, I, I'm, I'm putting it. I mean, I'm putting it in your in your brother's hands. He's the man, I tell you. I mean, just growing up and being his younger brother, uh, my my goal was to make him laugh uh, on a constant basis and entertain him because he was really serious. He was a boxer growing up, a southpaw and a kicker, and uh, went to Notre Dame. His my dad went to Notre Dame as well, and uh, he ended up uh, just every every breath growing up was all about being a doctor. I mean, he wanted to be a doctor, and he became a great one. Uh, and ended up president of Orthopedic Association of America. Did all of his fellowship under Andrews, and um, and then just became the they they gave him the keys to the kingdom at Campbell's Clinic. So he's good. He'll take good care of you. Heck, who knows if he the last thing my brother will want to do is operate. But if he is, I think I may be there to uh, be there to uh, film and like maybe do a little bit of the procedure. I just want you to know that. <laughs> well, that's fine. That's fine. I'm at. <laughs> Filming is the only part of the procedure you can do. Yeah, I'm no, gonna, no. I'm he, gonna, he won't let me do it. Play guitar pretty good and golf pretty good, but I'm going to let Freddie stick with a scalpel if we have to go that route. <laughs> No, no, no. He he'll keep me at at least about a uh, probably three rooms uh, over distance with a bunch of walls between us. So, uh, okay, so good. We'll get that fixed up. Okay, tell us what's going on. Where, tell us about the tour this year. Um, you're going to stay in the states, or you're heading out of the country. What's going on in the in the land of touring with Cole Ford? I am working like crazy as usual. Uh, I'm getting ready to go. Actually, Kid Rock do his cruise here uh, next week and. I'm just playing all over the place, man. I, you know, I'm like you. I just love playing. I love, I love the live crowd. I just, there's nothing better than doing it live. And, uh, you know, I, I got, I got an unbelievable band. I mean, my band sounds better than it ever has right now. We just, we just playing all. You can see me. I'm all over the place, man. I'm just working like crazy. I love it. I'm always working on new music. I got a new record that came out. You know about this time last year that I think was the best record I've ever made called Love, Hope, Faith. And I really pushed myself as an artist there. I mean, I, I'm doing a lot of, I did a lot of more stuff by myself and a lot of singing Good. to the point where people didn't even believe it was me. Right. Uh, <laughs> We're supposed to neat. get better, man. We're supposed to get better. <laughs> well, I mean, to me, you know, it, it's, look, I know who I am and I mean, I know who I am as an artist and I've, always, I've never forgotten that. Just like at the end of the day, you know, right right down to your core you can delta blues it up with anybody i mean that you know what i mean oh, like yeah. that's it's in your dna so i know who i am but i also think you're supposed to push yourself as an artist and try different things and try to you know to to make stuff just see how far you can go and i've really done that i've and and i'm not a great singer 
by any stretch of imagination, but I've kind of figured out who I am as a singer. And it's, you know, I put out a song called Four Lane Gone, which was me all by myself completely singing, and people were like, I, I don't even believe it's you, which, which is just fun, you know? I mean, it's just, it's just, uh, it's fun to, to, to do that. I mean, and, and to have that kind of, uh, you know, to, for people to respond like that. I'm working on the cover record, which, Again, just wanting to have fun, man. I'm doing some neat things on there. I mean, All right, tell us I, about the I, cover I, record. I want to know what songs get you. Uh, okay, yeah, so again, ideas. you know me. I'm a little all over the board. So uh, there's uh, Let's Go Crazy by Prince. Yep. Uh, there's Give Me Three Steps by Skinner. Of course, that's easy. I did The Shape of You by Ed Sheeran with wow. a friggin' fiddle all over it. Uh, I'm, it's Shameless by Garth Brooks, uh, which is one of my favorite songs. Yeah, great song. I'm, I'm doing uh, King of Rock uh, by Run DMC with DMC on there with me. Oh, I love uh, it. <laughs> so, you know, just stuff like that, man. It's, it, and, I, and I did, well, your boy, Bob Seger. So uh, I did the Kenny Rogers Easton version of We've Got Tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, we got tonight. And I did it, I did it with uh, Toby Keith's daughter, Crystal Keith. And again, that's another one people are like, I, this can't be Cole Ford. And I'm like, yeah, man, I, I love. You know, it's like, why not? I mean, people, you know, it's fun. It's just fun. Well, I love your great. voice. I love your voice it's, when you're singing, too. So uh, I, I love that you're being humble. And, and I know that both of us have been sort of on a journey of finding our, our, our true voice. And I feel like finally I'm sort of there now. I mean, I don't have to think about anything. I'm just singing like I need to be singing. I'm sure it's the way for you. But I've always dug your voice, your singing voice, too. And don't forget, when you're, when you're a, a great song or any song, people hear it. You know, some of the greatest advice I've ever gotten, if people are trying to write songs and they're so confused, there's two great pieces of advice. You sing it like you say it, which right. is uh, what Mark Allen Springer and Roger Murrow told me. You sing it like you say it. It took me forever to go, what? What are you talking about? Well, people are used to understanding phrasing and words popping out. And and when you do that, and like if I said, when you do that, you go, when you do that. I mean, you would, you just sort of say it like you sing it and then, or sing it like you say it. And then what would you say next? So when you're forgetting uh, that you're thinking you're so tied into a rhyme or you're, oh my gosh, well, forget that. What would you say next? And I've always, all of my best stuff has come with no titles. Waiting on Joe, there was no title. There was no title, I don't have to be me on Monday. There was no title with Sunshine. There was no title with You Don't Know a Thing, uh, et cetera, et cetera. None of those had titles. They were, were songs that made their way, and the title eventually presented itself. As a songwriter, do you feel like it works both ways for you or whatever, or do you feel like you got to have a title? No, I totally agree with you. I, I've written all different kinds of ways, and uh, some with... Some with, again, no title. Some with, you know, just start writing lyrics. Some with a title. And I'm sure you've done this, too. Like, you have an idea, and you get in there, and, and this is what it's going to be, and all of a sudden you get done, and you just went a completely different direction. I mean, and that's that's so neat to me, I meant to be able to do that. And like you said, some of it has just come from the simplest things that, you know, that you just don't, when you're, you know, like Dirt Road Anthem, we, did, we didn't, we weren't putting any pressure. And I, I'm very much, and we didn't know any better because we'd not been to Nashville. So yeah. I think some of my best stuff may have even been before I got there because I didn't know any better. I just wrote songs. And Naivete I'm to sometimes is the best thing when you're, you're right. I mean, now, now listen, that is, that's really stumbling across it. So you had to have really some sort of sense of how to do it. Um, that doesn't just happen. So you were blessed and kissed. 
from your desire. But I'm telling you right now, being naive and being able to do it doesn't necessarily always work out. Usually you have to really get a sense of how to craft a song, and then you can forget about how to craft it, and then you do it. Because you're 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 not thinking with your mind, you're you just it's just in your subconscious, like we talked about. So when you're writing that song, when you and Brantley were writing that, and you were sort of at a crossroads, probably with golf, and, and not sure and not sure about where you wanted to go. Uh, when you wrote when you guys wrote that song, uh, you know we get excited when we write songs, but how'd you feel? Well, again, it was one of those things. You know, when we got done, we were like, man. I've never heard anything like this. You know what I mean? I mean, like, I, there's never been anything like this. And it just, it just, sometimes it works like that. And we, and we started playing, and people were like, wow, wait, play it again. I meant, like, you know, we just, again, we weren't trying to put, and I've written with lots of great songwriters in Nashville, but I, I like what you just said about the, you know, you sing it like you say it. And I've got into that with several big writers who are great. Doesn't mean they're a bad songwriter. It's just for me, like, when you listen to Jamie Johnson, who's one of my favorites, and, 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 you know, you listen to his High Cost of Living, where he says he traded all that for cocaine and a whore, and you just go, well, what else would he have said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jamie Jamie does it. We, we've got some friends in the sports athletic world as well that they just, they don't uh, immense words. You know, they just they just say, say how it's got to be. <laughs> and when you listen to that, though, Steve, you just go, well, what else would he have said? You know, I mean, like, right. how else could he have said that? I mean, and I'm like you, if I'm, if it's ain't, then I say ain't. I mean, that's the way I talk. I'm not going to yeah. get up there and say a word that my fans got to look up in a dictionary. I'm going to get up there and say it the way I talk. I mean, and that's pretty much how I've done how I've done music. I mean, and you know, I think that's probably pretty much what you've done too. I just I just don't I don't know any better but to do it like that. You know, right. I mean, I just be honest, and I think if you're that, at the end of the day, people will figure it out no matter what. I mean, that don't mean they'll love everything, but at least right. they'll know it was real. There. Well, and, and I love that, and and the word "ain't" sings fantastic. I just, I've never heard the word "ain't" sing bad. It's always sang great, right? It, absolutely, <laughs> I love it. We're talking, we're talking to the great Colt Ford. Before he hits the road, he's got his six-year-old. He's man in the fort. I love that. Uh, we've got a bunch of charity celebrity golf events coming up. We'll talk about that in a little bit. You're in a Mississippi minute. I'm Steve Azar. Lord have mercy. Like chicken and biscuits. It's easier than ever to hear Super Talk anywhere. Now you can get Super Talk Mississippi on Amazon Alexa devices. Just go to supertalk.fm slash Alexa to find out more. For news, politics, sports, and the good things happening in Mississippi, the conversation starts here. In a Mississippi Minute with Steve Azar, right here on Super Talk Mississippi. Let me tell you a little story about how I was raised. Hey, I'm Steve Azar. You are in a Mississippi Minute. Thanks for tuning in and allowing me to be on the wrong side of the microphone. I'm sort of getting I'm getting my kicks out of this. I'm with Colt Ford, a country music star, 
man that's done it on his own in his own way and on his own terms and uh, i feel like you and i are a little riled up i think our listeners are gonna are gonna hear us probably talking a little faster than we should and i'm a fast talker anyway so i gotta watch myself but uh i'm I've, you've energized me for the rest of the day i can i can tell you that colt well that's good i meant uh, and 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 fast talking just there ain't no uh, obviously, I, I can do that pretty good too. <laughs> so I, you know what? It's just like I said. I've always I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Always loved love watching you play live. You're so good live. It's just it, it, it's silly. I'll tell you one thing that's really silly is that you and I have never sit down and wrote a song or done a song together. That's pretty silly. Well, it'll happen now because we've decided we're going to do it, and and what we'll have to do is we'll have to do it, and then we'll have to debut it on this show. Right, let's do that. We need to do that. All right, I'm in. So our listeners will get ready for that. Um, I've, it's been really moving. Everywhere I go, somebody's going like, I love your radio show. I'm going like, it's unbelievable. I think they like me talking more than they like me writing and singing. I think I'm at that point, which is, uh, I hope that's not the case. Well, you've got plenty of people, and I think I don't think if they love you talking, they just they just love you, period, man. I mean, you've always been who you are, and uh, you know anybody that's ever met you would know what a good guy you are. Oh, and you play Whether you... You know, like I said, you might not buy every record, but if you didn't think it was good, then I don't know what to tell you. So no, no. <laughs> I love it. I love you for that. Now, I feel the same way about you, and you know that, and that means the world. Uh, the ultimate compliment for me, brother. Okay, let's go. Well, I'm jumping into the so, – so you talk about not having the number one records and all that, but you've had a number one album. Um, yeah, I've had a couple number one albums. It's been couple, interesting. Right? Declaration um, of Independence, right? It was like your yeah, what, fourth or fifth album. Which one was it? It was my, that was my fourth, I think. Okay. Yeah. And it's been, it's, it's been neat to have, you know, have a record chart on the top, you know, in the top 200 chart and the top of the country chart and never, you know, be, be an independent artist that's never really had it's amazing. a radio. It's a neat thing. I mean, but at the end of the day, that's cool. And, and, but I still, I just want to make great songs, man. I'm going to keep making music. I love it. I love trying to push boundaries and, and, and trying to do things, uh, you know, where, not never forgetting who you are, but also pushing yourself as an artist. It's just it's a neat thing to be able to do. Okay, so so I want you to tell. Oh, I know it is. I love it. And so you've had all your records. People that can go out and everybody seems to be streaming what we're doing now. And I just want them to have it. You know. So we got you. You and I can't win that battle unless they let us into Congress and lock us up. But they're not going to let you and me in the room. Uh, it won't happen. So so what if? Uh, so take me through. Uh, uh, first of all. You can get your music by streaming it everywhere, right? Same, we get, or you can go to anybody, any way. If you Apple Music, if it's iTunes, if it's uh, Spotify, Pandora, if everywhere, everywhere, right? Yes, sir. It's everywhere the music is. And you're doing it on your own in your own label. You've constantly been doing that, right? We have, yeah. You know, we, you know, when I came to town, obviously a lot of people were intrigued, but nobody was gonna. Yeah. Everybody was scared to death to give me a record deal, so we started our own record label and and. Uh, We've been lucky to have a lot of success with that and kind of find our own niche in the, in the, in the industry and to be really one of the only true independents. Everybody pretty much has some sort of, some sort of association or relationship with a major in some sort of way, distribution or whatever. Yeah, yeah. We, we do not. I mean, uh, we do not. We, we have done it all on our own, manufactured, and uh, it's, been, it's been a neat thing. It's been a tougher road to hoe at times. 
but it's low, it's pretty daggum gratifying too. Well, and us too. We're, the ride when when sunshine you got in the top twenty, I guess it was the video went number one. I don't even know if we made it. I think we made it in the top twenty, but we fought and we were a true independent. We had true independent distribution. We had no ties at all for the first time in my life to a major, and so. Uh, it was it was extremely rewarding fighting, but it was tiring because it's you're fighting Goliath, man. And I'm telling you, you sort of start running out of rocks, you know, <laughs> and you're going like, man, I got to throw pebbles now. I'm tired, you know, because they'll they'll eventually money you to death. <laughs> no question. Like I said, I just when when we started this deal and when I came to town, doing what I'm doing, a lot of people were like, you're, you you know, you've lost your mind, and I pretty much put my whole world on hold i mean it, it took a lot of support from my family uh my wife had to had to just you know she said go try i don't want you to you know she she allowed me to chase that dream and i you know could never say enough thank yous for that because we you know we had two kids at the time and bills to pay and everything and yeah. i didn't i didn't have no no whole lot of money we were you know we were living just trying to you know middle class trying to survive and work every day and I really took a huge risk doing this, but uh, got lucky, and you know it's it's paid off. You and I have the same life there. I mean, we have two after two kids. I figured out how to write a song because I had no choice. I mean, it was time to get it right. Uh, and also, I see that it's it's paid off for her. She's getting a manicure right now while you got the six-year-old. I'm loving it. Uh, uh, you know, hey, look, I wrote Waiting on Joe. Uh, the course came to me between cutting grass and changing a diaper, so I know exactly how you feel. Uh, it keeps there you, you humble. And, uh, Colt, I can't thank you enough for coming on the show. I will see you very soon. I'm going to see you a lot this year. We're going to write a song, and we're going to debut it uh, on In a Mississippi Minute. It's going to happen. It may take years, but it may take months. That's just uh, going to be on us. But uh, blessings, brother. You have been inside a Mississippi Minute. I'm Steve Azar. I've been with my brother, Colt Ford. Later. I'm Steve Azar. In a Mississippi Minute, all 60 of them where you can take your sweet time. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.